I thought we were good, but now we're good. We got audio, and here's the magic here. I'm going to switch it over, and everybody's on the screen, and everybody lined up with the names I had on there. Yes. Yay. Well, that's good. Okay. Now he got me. <laughs> there was a there was a fumble when I was putting him down, and so claws came out. It wasn't intentional. Ow. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your arm up. Ow. God damn it. <laughs> that was that was too much, Butthole. <laughs> that was too much. Is, yes, Kyle, there is such a thing. There definitely is a too much butthole. Welcome to the show, cute fuzzy weasel. This is what you're gonna get for the hey. next hour long you're gonna be. <laughs> Ow. Or do you prefer going by any other name? You just want to keep it at that. Nah, cute fuzzy weasel or weasel, Mr. you weasel. know, which which one of them? Not Mr. The weasel was his father. <laughs> you, you beat me to it. Damn it. <laughs> I, I was going to call me out for my Polly Shore reference there for a second. I think going back and doing it again, I'd probably. Nah, I'd probably I'd probably do the same name. If I could go back and do it again, I'd, I would have gotten into YouTube just a little bit sooner than 2011 really solidified, you know, my place as the Internet weasel on on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, of course. I got I got supplanted by a weasel zone like years ago. So. <laughs> so let's talk about the the fact that you've been in the game longer than we have. And we've mm-hmm. been in this game for a while and put out. Oh, fuck. Um Rounding the bases on 3,000 videos right now. <laughs> Give or well, take. Well, you, you yeah. put out more than me then. Well, no, it, yours, is qual- yours is quality over <laughs> our quantity. And, and, that, and that used to be important. It, it used to be. I, I thought that consistency mattered on YouTube. Like nothing matters. I finally, nothing matters. I've been. Unless, Unless you're owned by a mega corporation. <laughs> I have been, I've been struggling trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to talk about how capitalism is making your food bad. Uh, and I finally found the vehicle to talk about it. Kitchen nightmares. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> like I've been trying, like I've had this one bouncing around my head forever. And I'm like, no one wants to sit here and hear about capitalism is making your food bad. That sounds boring to me. And like I watched those videos, and like uh, so, but yeah, if I talk about kitchen nightmares, that'll be very helpful. That, that actually, that actually sounds kind of reminiscent of uh, Melissa Ellis. Have you ever watched her videos? No. You should check out Melissa Ellis. She right. does. Um, she used to be associated with Nostalgia Critic uh, before we all found out right. how terrible he was. Oh and no! He, you're talking about. Wait, you're hang on. What did he do? Lindsay. I haven't, I haven't heard about, about Lindsay this. Lindsay Ellis. L- Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. Well, who did I say? Oh, Melissa. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, no, I, 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 I know me some Lindsay Ellis. I watch uh, every single one of her videos. I have the, I have the bell on and everything. <laughs> are we just talking got off like, of like twelve-hour oh. shifts in a row? So Jesus. Are we talking Doug specifically Walker. Doug Walker or like the entire channel? It, it Doug Walker, Rob Walker, and Tom Michaud are are the three, the three horsemen of the lame apocalypse. I'm yeah. What did they do? Because I, I still see his stuff pop up on my feed every once in a while. And so um, this is just what you, post edit. You'd like, have to uh, yeah. you'd have to read the the um, the change the channel document. But basically, Ra, uh, J- uh, Walker. 
the the Walker brothers are not very good managers, and oh, they this. they tended to be kind of um, cringy and abusive. And Tom Machode is an enormous jackass who has hooked his way into the nostalgic, you know, critic brand and won't let go and can't let go because technically he owns it. Nominative determinism right there. Chode. Mick Chode. Yeah, that's his name. Tom, uh, yeah, is it Tom yeah. Machode or is it? I know it's Machode. I don't know the first name. Oh, anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> nominative determinism. Like he was just, he was just born to be a chode. Like he was named that and therefore he was that. Like, <laughs> sorry, that's a dumb philosophy joke that I think is funny. I I think that's unfair. <laughs> I think that's unfair because I know a guy named John Dickface, and he is one of the nicest people. You kind of have to be with that name. <laughs> you better you better not live up to that one. <laughs> uh, there's a podcast I really I am, like. I'm John Asshole. Be like. <laughs> Are you a nice guy? Yes, I am. I, I used to know a sergeant sergeant. And his dad, it was Major Sergeant. It was their ranks wow. and their last name. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, ranks last name. I thought name. you were talking like first name. So like no. military, it would be Sergeant Sergeant Sergeant. But yeah. <laughs> well, if his first name was Sergeant, his last name was Sergeant, and his middle name was Major, and he was a Major Sergeant, he'd be Sergeant Major Sergeant Major Sergeant. I does oh bad. It works. Bad. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I, I I I Lindsay Ellis is my jam. And yeah, she does she doesn't talk on capitalism too much. Um she more talks about it in like uh how it can be destructive to the medium of film and literature and stuff like that. Uh which I think is a valuable one. And since I work in food, uh and I and I'm a, an expert in that arena uh, i think it would be very useful for people to understand how capitalism is bad for food it is bad for getting good food it is bad for uh, uh just throw a lot of it away there's uh, yeah there's that <laughs> um a lot of times things have to be thrown away though because um they touch the ground <laughs> well no one should be served that uh but like it, like they like the those they should be thrown away like a lot of like things like people are like why don't restaurants serve the hot food to homeless people because like after so many hours of it being hot it's not safe anymore and like just because they're homeless doesn't mean they should get food that can make them sick and like so i think there's like misunderstandings on where food waste comes from mm -hmm. but then also like why like how capitalism plays into food waste and stuff like that so i mean just, just wait till we get the bougie restaurant where like it's separated with a wall and the, the, every rich person that buys a meal they make the same meal for a poor person and they have to they get to sit there and be like i bought that food for them look at me aren't i great well <laughs> hey, i'd be happy that somebody was getting fed but at the same time someone profiting off of that i deign to look at them <laughs> yeah have you heard about the uh Mr. Weasel, uh, have you heard about the poor doors in New York? I have not. Oh, this is pretty crazy. So there are a bunch of uh, buildings that were like high-end apartments. And the in order to get built, they made a deal with the city that they had to have uh, low-income housing as well. Like in the same units, the same building. Mm 
Um, but a bunch of the poor or the rich people who were living there were complaining that the poor people were using the same door. So they installed poor doors where the people who are getting uh, subsidized rent have to go through a separate door. And that one usually doesn't have elevator access. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. not surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of part of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps involves walking up a stair. That's yeah, exactly. It's good for them, right? It builds it's good for them. It builds character. It builds responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they smell strange. And, you know, we don't want to be locked in a small box with them for too long. <laughs> True. Those have to replace your clothes. I don't even want to be. I don't even like being on the elevator with most folks. <laughs> I don't like elevators. Yeah. They're kind it, of a necessity in New York. <laughs> Well, okay, yeah. If you're if you live in like a thirty story building, okay, yeah, I understand. And if you if you have a wheelchair, I understand. I just I don't like getting in an elevator because to me, I already eat too much. So when I see stairs, it's like, yeah, okay, this is my penance. <laughs> <laughs> this is my penance for the for the McBriddle. All right. Aww. Oh, I haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> I don't like them. Oh, I don't like them either, but I spent two months <laughs> I spent two months not eating anything but what I what I made myself and 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 they've become kind of like a ooh, do I dare? <laughs> oh, I'm how like muffins. <laughs> yeah. I made an awesome pasta last night. It was so good. Uh I uh got some chicken thighs, skin on, bone in. Uh, and I crisped up the, the skin on the chicken thighs, cooked them all the way. And then in that same pan, I roasted up or, or fried, fried up, I guess. Well, no sauteed, uh, garlic and capers. Uh, then I deglazed with some white wine vinegar because I didn't want to go to the liquor store. <clears throat> and then I, uh, added just a, just so much butter. I, uh, I've been living. I suddenly have a tickle. Go take an allergy pill. Go take your allergy. I, I did. I took one. Okay. I took one. Of them. <laughs> but that's no guarantee that this this won't devolve. There's no like sometimes it just there's only so much that can be done. Well, the cat uh, wouldn't put his I'm, asshole in your face every five minutes. It's not the cat. Even when I don't take my allergies, he doesn't make me. He doesn't know. Just I can brush this under your nose. Here you I go. can breathe you with go. him <laughs> laying on my face. Uh, and then I took the ravioli and I like just like scooped a bunch of it in with the pasta water and I made the sauce with that and wilted some uh uh Italian parsley in there served it with the the chicken it was fucking phenomenal it was so good uh last night I forgot that I hadn't eaten anything since that morning so I drank <laughs> oh I've done that one too I've done that one too it makes the alcohol more effective and then you just yes it does <laughs> it does. Hey, look, calories are calories. It's, it doesn't matter the form. Technic- comes out. Technically, <laughs> I, I used a- to not uh, realize that until I until I went back to until uh, I went back to work um, like six six years ago. I, I started working like regularly, and I and I would go through times where I just wouldn't have time to eat in the morning or in the afternoon. So I get home. And it'd be like five p.m. And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll have a beer while I try and figure out what I want for dinner." And I drink. And all of a sudden be like, holy shit, this is way more effective on an empty stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Weasel tried beer. It was super effective. <laughs> when I when I used to do pole dancing, which 
I will again, I'm still a, a pole dancer, but I would work. Then I would go to class and then I'd get home and have a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, good. It's bedtime now. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 come here. come here. For the last couple of days, I could have eaten or drank anything that I wanted. And it's mainly fallen back on bad habits. Like, hey, I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have uh, fr- frosted mini wheats for my lunch today. That's, that's something go. an adult can do. <laughs> What am I going to have for dinner? I don't know. Let's see. What do we have in the fridge? I got a couple of leftover bratwurst. I got some weak old noodles. Uh, I'm going to put some, do that and put some <laughs> butter and cheese on it. There you go. There you go. Tyler, um, why are you got to make me feel sad? Oh, he's, he does this thing where he comes in and he's got the ball in his mouth, a little jingly ball that I like that we throw, oh, yeah. throw at him. And he's come over and he's got it in his mouth and he dropped it. And he looked at me and I looked at him. He's like, what do you want? And now he's like running around. Zoomies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my my favorite is uh fancied up ramen noodles. I now put like fish sauce in the water while I'm boiling the noodles. That's I'm like yeah, fish sauce is the shit. Yeah, you don't you don't need much though. (laughs) I watched uh um what's his name Furious Pete. I don't know if you guys know who that is. One of those competitive eater bodybuilder guy. Anyway, really interesting YouTube channel. And he drank a bottle of fish sauce yesterday. <laughs> 30, no. 30,000 milligrams of sodium. And he was oh drinking. God. It. Isn't, that, isn't that lethal? That is that sounds, lethal. It's yeah. pretty close. Drink I, all I, the water. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, he finished the whole thing. He's like, God, that was fucking horrible. And, like, he gets done talking about everything. And then he does, like, a little postscript. He's like, now I know why this tastes bad. And he showed the expired by date. And it's, like, over 18 oh, months expired. Oh. <laughs> He's like... What happens when you drink expi- expired fish sauce? I guess I'm going to find out. <laughs> that, rem- that reminds me of Ashens. Yeah, I, I love fish sauce, but like, oh, no, no, That's no. Too much. It's much too much. You're okay having a little, little tiny little saucer of it just to dip like your sticky rice in or something, you know, or. See, I won't even do it that pure. Like the fish sauce I have, it it only allows like literally a drop at a time out. Like it's, but then again, like it's we got it from the Asian store, so it's legit. The we yeah, the one we got from Harmons came with a pour spout. I was like, I don't think this is real fish sauce. <laughs> no, yeah, you you only want a drop. You only want a couple. You only want a couple drops. It's it's an ingredient. Yeah, and you live close enough now to the Ocean Mart, you could go there and get all your stuff. I fucked. That's where we got it. That place yeah, is that great. One, that's not. That's not a bad one. That's a good that one. That place is great. We tried to buy a, a store of rice because, like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And we got like sweet rice, and we're like, I guess it's sweeter. And we got to the checkout stand. She's like, Do you know what this is? And we're like, No. She's like, This mm-hmm. is for dessert. I don't think you want this. And we're like, We don't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And looking out for the silly white people. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna need to get the special pot that you steam this with because you she, don't boil it. And <laughs> she was super sweet. She was super sweet about it. She was very nice. I just and put it, all the rice in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have those single serve cups that you can get of rice too. That's pretty good. Oh no, it's no. It's no. it's consumable convertible matter. Right. <laughs> and I've got I got 15 minutes to eat something. Put rice in the bowl and cook it. 
there. Just about every meal has been for for me at, while I'm working from home in the evenings. Like I'm gonna have some rice and some beans. That's that's about all I'm gonna have. You put the two together and it's a good meal as long as you listen to the Saturday morning cartoon commercials. That's never left my brain. <laughs> the, when I got the Haitian food at the Juneteenth celebration. Yeah. Um, she was very nice, the lady. And I said, Can I get it without beans? And she goes, Do you not like beans? I'm like, I don't like beans. I can't do a Haitian accent, so I'm not even gonna try. Uh <laughs> because she had a she had a very like thick Haitian accent, which was mm-hmm. uh neat. And uh yeah, she don't was, do an Cleo, please. No Haitian accent. Yeah, it's that. I I couldn't I couldn't even like think of it because I haven't met a ton of people from Haiti. Uh <laughs> I haven't even heard a lot of people from Haiti speak, but the food was phenomenal. And she was totally nice and was like, no beans, guys. Like, just out. Like, she was so nice about it. And then she told me it was Utah spicy. Um, it wasn't quite at my limit of spicy, but I need to be clear. My limit of spicy is way above Utah spicy. I should send you some of my hot sauce then. <laughs> what do you what do you got? I um grow my own Reaper and my own ghost pepper. And then I let those cook for about three days, mix in a lot of soy sauce, uh, vanilla bean extract, and rum. Sounds good. And then good. I strain that, and that's what I bottle. Okay. How hot? Like, well, okay. Um, have, you watched, have you watched Hot Ones? <laughs> I have not watched Hot Ones. Oh. I don't really you- watch a lot of TV. No, it's a YouTube. fantastic, fantastic YouTube. Uh, yeah, really good YouTube. It's, so it, it, it's them eating hot wings, and it gets progressively hotter. Yeah, they, and the cele- the interviewer, best interviewer on the planet. I'll just I'll, I stand Sean Evans. He's fantastic. Um, but like uh, that would have been a useful scale of like how terrified do I need to be? But like, yes, I would love to try some. I would love well, to. All right, so I have experiences from like three different people. What I I don't. When I make hot sauce, honestly, the heat is secondary. Right. Because if I just want to make something hot, I've got a bottle of pure capsaicin oil. I mean, if you really just want heat, that's as hot as you can physically get. That, any hot sauces with with that in there will make me sick. Like, yeah. it does. It makes me sick. But, like, ones that don't have that, but they're still pretty spicy, don't. Don't know why. I go for I go for a specific blend of like peppers. And when I describe peppers, I say like I put it in the Reaper and I put it in the ghost. People go like, oh, you're looking for heat. Well, Reaper and Ghosts actually have a very fruity taste to them. Yeah. They're really Do they? good. Yeah. The oh, yeah. heat is is more or less a I mean, it's it's the primary thing that you feel at first. But if you're not like, you know, drinking all the milk to get rid of it, you do taste it. So, so like scorpion peppers taste bad. I haven't tried a scorpion pepper. This is what I've heard. But like scorpion peppers don't taste good, but they uh they are very hot. I've 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 tried them. I don't I think a pepper's flavor is is one of those things that can be somewhat subjective. Oh, yeah. Um I've cooked that you can you the way you can taste is you can take a slice of it and you can actually cook the oil out of it so it's edible. Oh. And you can actually taste it and so what I like to do is I try and bring out the sweeter tones to it. So when you try it, my goal is so like like my first batch. I made a batch two years ago where I uh, rendered down a bunch of orange juice inside of it too to bring out this kind of citrus. Yeah, and 
that's that's typically what I go for. Like I said, if I just want heat, you know, that's right. that I don't know. It just seems too easy. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. I think that flavor and I, yeah, flavor is what makes a hot sauce good. Yes, I would like spice as well. I want that heat. Well, yeah, I mean, otherwise it's not a hot sauce. Yeah. Right. But if it doesn't taste good, then there's no point. There's just it, it why? I yeah, you know, you, I can make things spicy without flavor. Yeah, if I really want to hurt myself, I'll just bite my tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this Haitian food was not Utah spicy. It was, like I said, it wasn't quite to my limit. Uh, it was close, though. It was a little bit close. Uh, and uh, I, I probably could have gone up a couple. I don't think I could have gone to true Haitian, though. Like, the way she was talking. She's like, it's Utah spicy. And it was not. Oh, cat! <laughs> I can't do this all night tonight, buddy. <sighs> Moroccan is pretty spicy. Moroccan, it can be. Oh, it meowed. It made terrible noise. He was oh. wants to stay. Oh over. no, cat! Oh, Long Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I. That's how I speak to Tyler sometimes. If I'm like really bored and he's like bothering me, like, well, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> Why? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. With my, uh, my entire family being gone, I've been dying for some sort of companionship. So the only only thing I have is an ant farm in the house that's one of the kids, and those don't make good companions. No. And we have a beta fish in my daughter's room, and that doesn't make a good companion either. So no. I've been taking one of my kids' American Girl dolls with me on car trips and stuff just to, <laughs> just to have somebody there to talk to. You stand, American Girl. Hey, you watch the car. I'll be right back, and I'll put her you on the steering wheel. You want to freak people out? I have a skull that I, I <sighs> like during Halloween, I'll just You're put fat. in my car. It's mm. really fun, actually. It got delivered to me totally on accident. Just an Amazon skull. Huh. Like, let me huh. get it. Let me get it. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Now's your chance. Talk shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he seems very mean and oh, uh, he's a terrible nice. person. God. <laughs> Don't subscribe to his channel. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> fast. He, does he live in New York City? <laughs> his apartment's eight feet. Oh, yes. Oh, no. His animal it's, fell off. It's <laughs> herds. Don't know. It's, um, I, it, did you know it's like you? it's very difficult to determine sex, even by the pelvis of a skeleton? Oh, yeah. You can just you can make you can make an assumption. Like you can, this you can try, is a little bit bigger than uh, that, did you that, I don't know if you uh, Elvis had really swaying hips just standing there with attitude the entire fucking time. That means a bitchy guy for all you know. There was a story on NPR a couple of years back, and I remember it um because back back before they they were like casting resin skeletons for like anatomy classes, if they they would get like real, you know, human bones. Yeah. Right. And the story on NPR where a bunch of students got together and they found out that this, this anatomy skeleton that they had for like a uh, figure drawing, whoops, um, was real. So they, they used DNA analysis to track down where it came from. And it turned out it was a female skeleton, roughly mid 20 years of age. that came from Southern India. Wow. And they theorized because there was this, there was an industry a really fucking creepy industry. I was going to say, um, this is going to go dark real fast. In, in the 1890s, where uh, universities would buy bones 
from bone sellers. Uh, uh, so people uh, would uh, go uh, around. You have a demand. The supply <laughs> end tries right. to keep up with that, and it's usually right. by horrible fucking means. I think you're screwed from the start if your industry is human bones. Right? <laughs> I mean, where's the supply coming from? I need some human bones. I want them sourced responsibly. <laughs> um, sure there, well, buddy. I'm just gonna wink at you on that. This one. is this is not this is not as far removed as we might think. Um you guys know Body Worlds? The Yes, the, I visited, I went to that. Yeah. They apparently mm-hmm. have been buying bodies from the black market. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know where all those bodies came from. So, so the ones that died and frozen, like ah, they really could be just being. Could, it totally could be. Totally could be. Uh, all these people signed on to be displayed posthumous as blood vessels. Yeah, well, the, is, was that it, guy was definitely it, wanted his penis uh, cut three different, like lengthwise, and that's how he wanted everyone to see him for the rest of time. Was his just penis. Who's got the uh, that's, I mean, that's what I put it. That's what I've put in my will. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> Do whatever you want with the rest of me, but now, the penis goes on display. I've seen bifurcated <laughs> ones. I've never seen trifurcated ones. It was so. trifurcated. It was. It was terrifying. I just think it, it would have a mouth like the sandworms from Dune, where it'd just be like. <laughs> The sleeper has awakened. It was more like it was more like if you took like a zucchini and you did like half inch cuts, you know, as opposed to like the fancy rose cut. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry, I I tried to go with it. I just it just got me. I just I couldn't. Just just one more question. Hey, look, guys! I made a water worm out of it. Look, it just keeps falling through my hand. (laughs) Have you guys watched Food Fears? No. no. Okay, that's another YouTube channel. It's on Mythical Kitchen. Is the YouTube? I don't watch Mythical Morning, by the way. I don't really like Rhett and Link as like personalities, but they're the Kitchen Channel that's associated with them. Uh, Josh Shearer, the chef on there, cracks my shit up. And uh, she muted you. Yeah, or, she, he muted or, you. Or fucking muted you. He, he doesn't care what gender you call him. <laughs> he doesn't have one really uh uh so that eunuch he, he, over there <laughs> yeah he he uh, so josh shearer not the cat um did does this did this one and i'm sure he will once uh covid vaccine is back called food fears where he takes something horrifying and makes it into something delicious and uh one of the ones i watched recently was uh bull penis it it was real bad, you guys. <laughs> I, always, I always thought that, like, the sausages you got at the gas station, like the pepperonis that you could get, like, yeah. the, the long ones, I was like, that's just them selling a dick, isn't it? That, that, <laughs> I'm sure it Why is. do you eat those? I you haven't norm- in a long time, but... <laughs> oh, wait, do you... The, 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 the jerky or the bull penis? Well, I'm oh, talking about, like... Any, the, anything like that from a gas station. All meat from I, I gas stations... Yeah, all, all meat from gas stations is is really just penis. That's, I tried, that's all it is. I tried Never jerky from a from a, a country gas station one time when I was nineteen, and I had the worst food poisoning of my life. It lasted for two weeks, oh, and I lost God. about 50, I lost fifteen pounds from that. And I never want to do that again. <laughs> 
I'll never forget eating root cocktail at my grandma's house and finding half of a mouse turd in there. <laughs> and so I, I got dysentery from that. And I was just like you. I lost about 20 pounds. <laughs> I've encountered some very interesting gas station food in 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 my, my travels. By far the most interesting was there is just about smack dab in the middle of Nebraska. There is a gas station with an Indian restaurant in it. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, no, no, it, it's 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 not it's not like a no, no, no. It's it's just like a counter inside the gas station. They've got like a table. It's oh dear God. It's 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 scary. It was scary. It frightened us. Um. Yeah. I've 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 been fortunate not a lot of food poisoning i did get the norovirus once and i don't know if you guys are familiar with the norovirus but that's the one where it's uh both for 24 yeah, hours we're, i'm familiar with the norovirus mm-hmm. yeah normally you get it on cruise ships i got it from a couple of infants uh it was it was real bad it was me and the ex-husband Children and are fucking disgusting <laughs> and uh and um the day we both got it, we were living in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment and a water main broke outside of it. And we had no running water the the day, oh, no. the day we both got Noro. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's that's when you when you get some bags and you and you just decide to start at home gardening the way they did in the Martian. <laughs> not good i oh. i it was not okay my aunt had to bring us like gallons of water so we could flush the toilet that was that was a few hours in it was not okay you guys it was not good Probably i got it from a uh, subway I don't eat at most fast food places anymore. The, the risk is just too great for, for me for a lot of that shit. And, so, and it's because capitalism is making your food bad. It's true. It is. I have worked. I work with these people. I know. <laughs> and, and it's not it's not just bad intentions either. It's it's also like uh, strains make on labor. Cheap, you know, hmm. It, well, it strains on labor, um, like businesses purposely understaff. Yeah, but we yes. need to sell that seven dollar pizza. We can't possibly have it cost seven fifty. Has to be. I had that. That is the, that. Uh, I was yeah. going to bring up the worst, the the strangest kind of food that I ever got out of a gas station. Okay, uh, but but in, now I'm I'm going like, to let the patrons in real quick so you guys okay. can join us in our conversation here in a second. I will grab a beverage. Please don't dominate, but he's going to tell us a story about his worst food. So here we go. But I was but but what Felicia said it it, it just like brought on this guy I used to work with at the Fresh Market and how when we when he brought up when I brought up I was a uh, when I brought up about Bernie Sanders and like raising the minimum wage to like $15 like have a living minimum wage tie it to inflation. And he was like, I don't want that. That's going to that's gonna cause hyperinflation and everyone's going to die. We have hyperinflation right now. <laughs> they, already, they always say that. Whenever any labor movement happens, they're like, mm-hmm. they're always like, no, that'll actually make it worse for working class people, which it never has. It never will. 
it's always better, but okay. It's whatever. like the thing they say about cops. You can't get rid of cops. If you get rid of cops, crime's going to go up. Like, nope, the studies show the opposite there, buddy. Who are you going to call if you're raped? Well, we're all us, us who are the raped ones most in of the, the time. In the midst don't of call rape. I love <laughs> male or female, it does not matter. Those of us who have been victimized in such a way are already not calling them because we know. <laughs> I like it's like every time you bring up a policy a scenario to them or, or anything, anything really with some of these people, you say, like, let's improve society even by a little bit like, no, that'll make everything worse. <laughs> like, well, you know what? If improving the fucking thing makes it worse under any circumstance, then why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> No, Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Come sit in this pile of shit with me and enjoy it like I do. Otherwise, it's never going to change. My I don't want it to change. It scares me. <laughs> had to work till his foot came off. My father had to work till his foot came off. And God damn it, I'm going to work till my feet come off. And if you say we shouldn't lose our feet, what from walking around the store for 24 hours every goddamn hour? Man, well, that, just, that just wouldn't be fair to the people who've already lost their feet. That wouldn't be fair to them. You know, this sounds so much like the union organizing drives my dad and I were involved in in the 70s. You can talk, 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 talk to them and reason with No, I don't want snow union. That's Remember how what? it is down here with the teachers as well. Joe, your oh, AC God. is loud today there, buddy. Oh, hang on. <laughs> like in the oh. South here, the teachers won't have unions either. Because if you say union in the South, it just triggers your fire flight response. That's because we've sorry, got sorry. down here in the South, we've got a um a fire a um an at we're in at will state, so here in North Carolina company can fire you for any reason without warning yeah, or justification. Same, same here in Utah. Um, same in Tennessee. I was just explaining to one of my managers, who by the way, uh is is such a kind and like good person. I guarantee if we could democratically elect a manager, it would be that guy. Like <laughs> he is such a sweet human being. Um Yeah, he's not gonna be long for that world. <laughs> no, he's been in he's been in retail for 20 years. And the reason he's working at this company now is because they don't like they 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 like uh nice aesthetics. And so, like, my honestly, the people who work in my store, by and large, are very kind people. I actually uh, got a gentle talking to because I wasn't using a nice enough tone, which people would have totally been able to tell I wasn't being mean, but they couldn't see my face because of the mask. Yeah. So, like, they couldn't tell that I was, like, smiling or anything because you can't always see that. Ventriloquism would be a fucking neat skill to have right now. Do senior winces. You could, throw your, you could throw your voice to the person next to you that has their mask on and just make them sound like the asshole. I <laughs> uh, can't see nobody's lips moving. So, <laughs> But I just explained to him today the concept of a worker-owned co-op. And he was like, because he he's he's worked in grocery stores for like 25 years. Um, the reason that he came out of retirement was that his daughter had a baby and she has some issues with drugs and she abandoned it. So now he's taking care of the baby and him, him and his wife. And so he's out of retirement and like he, this guy might be an actual saint. Uh, he's very sweet man. And, uh, and he, 
I was telling him about worker co-ops and I was like, yeah, and then you don't have to deal with corporate and their terrible ideas and their nepotism. And he's like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I was like, it <laughs> is. It's a much better system. Well, it's like, you know, you give, you give the worker, you give, you give the worker like some kind of incentive to actually care how well the rest of the store goes. Right. It's like when I was working at the fresh market for, you know, we would, the manager would come and say, we did, you know, we beat last year's all time high sales record. You know, congratulations. Like, yeah, but I don't see a dime. Yeah. Right. And when we do poorly, I don't see a dime. It doesn't matter to me. Right. You're going to pay me different. No. Then why should I give a shit? Yeah. The most exactly. they'll do is cut hours. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, if the place is a shitty place to work at, I don't care if you cut my hours. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that what Walmart does? Everywhere does that. Well, at the time I was, I was, I was going to class and I was working at the university as well as the fresh market says I was, I had like three different jobs that were all paying me. So I was like, you know, yeah, if I get fired from this one, fuck it. Right. Um, so, uh, when I was talking to him, he's like, oh, like Winco, Winco, they're employee and they're not actually employee on, they do profit sharing. And I was like, Ooh, how generous we made it. Like, and like we made the profits and this manager actually laughed. And I was like, see, I like, you can get people on board that we're the ones, we're the ones showing up every day. We're the ones doing the work. We're the ones making the profit. Why don't we get it? Why don't we get to say how it's distributed amongst us? Why don't we get to say that we work less hours because we hire more people who also share in the profit? Why aren't we doing this? Like, we could just do that. We could just, it, we own it. We say how the business goes because we know what's best for the business. We're there every day. We know what our customers want. We know how, we know what costs are. We know what all of this is. But the fuckers at the top are the ones who make these stupid decisions like their buddy sells candies. This is a real example. Their buddy sells candies and the logo has a fedora on it because he wears fedoras. And now we have to have those candies at every fucking register. What logo has which candy? No, you wouldn't know it. It's a local thing and it's not a well-known local thing. Hey, Felicia. Yeah. Okay. So I know X downloaded the bundle from itch.io. The, um, the, the social the social justice not what was it not? yeah have you played the democratic socialism simulator x no <laughs> I, I've, I've, got a will do so well I've got a backlog of about 60 ps4 games that i've not played i've got there's the a democratic socialism simulator. yeah it's a democratic socialism simulator and there's different it's like a whole bunch of different scenarios and um you have your budget and you have the meter that shows the power that the people can have and your carbon emissions that you're trying to lower so you're showing no you think it is they give you two choices so you can either do the thing or don't do the thing and sometimes if you do a thing you lose money because you know it costs and then if you do another thing it'll also raise the power to the people but you also have to worry about your voter base because, like, if you do something, like, there's one question about, okay, is there a third gender? And you can say, yeah, there's totally a third gender. And then all the Christian voters go, like, all the way back because they don't like that. Interesting. But, I don't really know that that's exactly how democratic socialism would play out. Um, because. Video game, so. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a simulator. 
like yeah. a video game simulator. Okay. okay, so we have a super chat from either Jesus or Jesus. It's probably Jesus, but it says we should be pushing a 30-hour work week. How about 20? Let's do a 20-hour work week. Oh, and that was one of the scenarios as well. Actually. And a $20, $20 per hour minimum wage. Just my opinion. Thank you guys for your content. I, I would Thank let's you. just aim for the fucking moon while we're here. You know, yeah, I, I, I could get the work that I do done in a quarter of the time that I'm there. You know, because uh, a lot of it is, hey, write on this Excel spreadsheet, not write on it, but ride on this Excel spreadsheet and look like you're busy for yep. it now. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, we should aim, we should aim for the moon. And that's something that a lot of the people like I'm on a, I'm on a, um, I'm on a Facebook group called Rash for Universal. You know, we should push for universal healthcare. We should push for weight, you know, minimum wage tied to inflation. We should, you know, push for these policies. And they're like, yeah, but those will never pass. You have to start lower. It's like, no, you start as high as you can go. You start, you start higher than you think is reasonable. And then when you work down, you get more. If you start at the minimum that you think will pass, that won't pass. Well, it's yeah. No, sorry, I thought you were done. No, I'm. I'm I. I. Uh, my thoughts are coming in like short bursts because my brain is acting like an old pento and like going. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if anyone wants to check it out, Utopia for Realists. It's a really great book by Rutger Bregman. He's a Swedish economic historian and so like his 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 study field of study is in economics but through a historical lens and he shows some really damn good evidence that um we could we could keep society running as it currently is on 15 hours a week yeah probably yeah that's about that's about the level of work that most people put in anyway so yeah yeah, like the thing is, like we don't well, and like the fifteen hours a week would also mean that, like, like he's 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 saying like a fifteen hour work week at the same rate of pay, like you still get like not the same rate, like you still get paid the same, you don't lose yeah. money, but like you only work fifteen hours a week, and he says that that not only uh, this in conjunction with open borders and a universal basic income, um, and I don't think these are like the only things because I also think there should be rent control if we're going to be doing universal basic income, but. That's a different yeah. thing. Um, <coughs> but uh, I think these are really good things. Like it, he says that the innovations and the freedoms that these would open up for people to pursue independent ventures, like say like people want to get together to make video games or like they want to, like these are scientists and their day job is only 15 hours a week. Well, now they have plenty of time between their home life and their rest time to also pursue different scientific ventures that are not just profit driven. And like, so like I, it's a really interesting concept. I know 15, 15 hours a week is definitely a shoot for the moon kind of thing, but that's part of why he's making the case for it right now is like a shoot for the moon. You are, you are more um, productive when you have, when you're not working constantly throughout a, throughout like an entire day right or if you're working and then you have a long there was there was like one i forget the the country that did it i want to say it was canada that did the that did the study where they had people work for 12 hours but they had like hour-long breaks between hours so they'd work for an hour break for an hour work for an hour break for an hour and they got the same amount of work done that they would have um, done in six hours. Yeah, they've, there's been multiple studies on this where when people actually work less hours, they they are the same amount of productive 
Uh, and in fact, uh, when people feel like they have enough work-life balance, they can actually even be more productive. Part of the problem though, is that they start to realize that they're more invested. This is when some independent companies have done these studies, what they found was that the workers were more, they became more invested in their home lives than in their work lives. And they didn't like that because they started to value their personal time more than the time at work. Well, that's because they start to realize they have a life. Exactly. (laughs) That's my problem with a lot of jobs where, like if you work in a call center, you have to be there for eight hours because the phone lines are open, but you're not necessarily on a call the whole time. If it's a quiet day, you might have 20, 30 minutes between calls. And having done that job, and we weren't allowed to do anything else. If you weren't on a call, you couldn't read a magazine or bring in a book or anything like that. You just had to sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Because you might get distracted by, you know, productive work, productive non-work. <laughs> and oh, yeah. that, when I think of the number of jobs I know where, I'm like X, you were saying, you could get your job done in a quarter of a time, but I'm sure you can't it would be difficult for you to mush it all into three hours. You kind of have it would be, things I mean, where a chunk of your day is waiting for the next bit to come in. Yeah. Here's, here's yeah. the problem with being management is that it's feast or famine a lot of the time. Like yeah. right. right now it's, it's famine. There's not a lot going on, but this upcoming week it's time card week and it's going to be me urging people for the umpteenth fucking time that if you want to get paid, give me your time card. <laughs> but how much how much of the famine period is you having to look like you're doing work? You can't just say, okay, there is nothing so coming in. Well, I'm going to sit here and write my novel or research the internet or learn a new language or whatever. Thankfully, teleworking has been wonderful for me. <laughs> I am quite sure. I am quite sure that is the reason why so many companies have been resistant to the idea of people working from home. I mean, I'm still it's sitting here in front, of the, in front of the work computer, but I also have the nice computer here that I could do other things while I'm waiting for shit to happen. Because as a manager, especially on an off shift, it's like, hey, I'm here. If you guys need anything, contact me and I'll check in with my folks every once in a while. Like, hey, you OK? Everything going all right? You know, but if there's nothing happening, nothing's burning. There's nothing for me to fucking do. There's nothing. If I didn't get like di- things directly. See, and I don't, I don't know that that's a job that like necessarily needs a manager. Does that make sense? No, but when it does, you do. Is the, right. Is the but like, but what if instead of you being a manager, you just were more knowledgeable and you got like, like generally better pay amongst everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm somebody who's experienced on my job and I'm seen as a leadership position but, but is, i have no manager managerial in, duties in the in the place that we are you can't be a technical person and supervisory at the same time mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a very drawn Ooh, line so drawn in the sand distinction between the two <laughs> well my, i had, my, I had my, to give up my technician life that i grew up with for like the last nine years working mm-hmm. in this place to become management because there has to be a hard line driven in the sand there they said when i got this job you will not be touching your systems anymore. You will not be doing mm-hmm. IT work anymore. Well, you will, your sucks. job is to manage. People, so if you're uh, if you're you know working in an environment where it's regulated, where it's like a public publicly traded company, there are well, laws that you have to divide it up like that. And with what before I give too much away for the, the what I do for a living, it's just 
there has to be a hard division between management and personnel. It's like the division between officers and, and uh, NCOs. There has to be that division. There's a gap there. There's a chasm there for a reason. And it's because I can't be on, I'm not on their side anymore. I, it's, a, it's a clearly divided team here. Because I don't have union protections anymore. Yeah. Um, Same with AX. So that explains that, that. That explains. So I have to. I have to make sure I'm above board, and I also have to make sure that I don't have accesses to systems. Because as a manager, especially when it comes to financial systems, you could affect things. You could do things, and so they have to make sure that that's that's something that doesn't exist anymore. So I get but where I you're mean, coming like, from, and I agree. If it was a if it was a company that no, in That's an idealized true. system, it wouldn't be necessary like that. But all of our government systems are based in a capitalist system as well. And yeah. so absolutely. Well, or the military industrial complex, which is also very capitalistic in its endeavors. And so, yeah, like it makes sense why they I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just yeah. saying I don't think it's an effective system. I don't oh, think it's the most it's effective. Far from far from effective or efficient. <laughs> so, like, like that's, I, I say, my though, issue. Oh, that's my issue. I will say though, uh, having worked in a lumberyard, one thing that I learned real quick is you never let the foreman drive the forklift. See, that's the other thing. Is how many people have had managers that have no business being in a leadership position? Well, I had a, a manager a that uh, Hang on, tell me about it. Hang on, there, there are people I've I've found I've worked with people my. My favorite kind of manager is a manager that comes up through the ranks and becomes a manager from from the from the the like the people who are working right. on the floor. The best kinds are the people who have come up from the people working on the floor. Yeah. The absolute worst manager I ever had was someone who went who got their their little business associates yep. and then went into the workforce immediately as a manager. Yeah, I had never done anything but be a manager. So when you try and explain to him the problem you're having, he just kind of looks at you like, all right, well, now the number above your head is this. Yep. No, the worst managers are definitely the one like uh, this is why, like, uh, OK, so I'm an uh, to be to be clear, I'm an anarchist. I am opposed to all unjust hierarchies. So, like, there are times when there are justified hierarchies, say, like. A, sh a fishing vessel or a ship being on a, a ship at all is like the classic just hierarchy. You definitely need a captain there who uh, has to be the one to make decisions and do organizing things in snap judgments, right? That's a necessary component of it. Um, in, in my system in like my political philosophy, uh, if the captain's a dickbag, they could outvote him outside of the, the the dire situations. I say him, her, they doesn't matter. Um, in my situation, it's the same way. Like I believe that uh, in a lot of kitchens, you're going to need some form of hierarchy when you're in the busy times. In the shit, you need a, a hierarchy. But that's why I exist is because but, <laughs> when the, when the shit hits. There's lots of phone calls that have to happen. There's people up this chain of command that has to be notified. There's people further down the chain of command that I have to look right. at these things. So, But like oftentimes in anarchistic systems, there will be rotating hierarchy or there will be uh, like oh, justified. Whereas whoever is in that position 
is answerable to the people below them once things are calm. Does that make I, sense? I think I've heard of this before. Wait, Dennis, do you have anything to say about this? Marco syndicalist commune. Uh, you beat me to it again. <laughs> I was going to say something. See the violence inherent in the system. Help, help. I'm being repressed. Bloody peasant. Oh, what a giveaway. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Eh? That's what I'm on about. Do you see him repressing me? <laughs> that I'm have to be no sense when I was a kid. No sense at all. No, but like that's my, that's legitimately my politics now. <laughs> There's oh, some lovely John, filth over here. John Cleese has become <laughs> such a John Cleese was a genius man. He did. He put his foot in his mouth earlier this week. <sighs> oh, I don't want to. Man. Man. Okay, here's, here's here's the thing. You know, as you as you get older, shit builds up in the brain. If as you get older, you should have less available characters on Twitter. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I saw something on Instagram. Like you know how you get those weird Instagram ads. And I instantly thought of the show. It was someone's making a parody comic book series, and Alex Jones got like really, really upset and turned to a giant frog because he was muttering, "Return to freaking frogs, gay! Return to freaking frogs, gay!" So he just turned into a freaking like a huge frog. Oh my god! My and he's just all like, he's the Incredible Bulk, you know, the amphibious bulk. Yeah, it's called. You have it ready, don't you, X? My favorite play on that was uh, was the internet comment etiquette guy, who who had the shirt that's like a that's the rainbow, but it's all frogs lined up like behind each other. That's my oh favorite my play on that. X. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just saying it's the fuck you. What wrong one? Fuck you. Fuck Oops. you. Fuck you. Sorry, it's a Japanese lady saying fuck you, and it's really cute. So. <laughs> No, I don't have the. I don't have the. the you don't have the techno. The techno I, don't, I have it available. I could have it ready at the moment, at a moment's notice. But I was going to play this. I don't one. know exactly what it is or what it's doing, but this is not human intelligence. Okay, it's not human intelligence. <laughs> I just like the techno. Turn the freaking frogs gay. Uh, uh, uh. Do you understand that? <laughs> I've never I'm, heard I'm, that. I'm, oh, I'm heard the yeah, bring it, bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, I've never heard I'm that. Little low key. Donate to that Kickstarter because that comic book looked way too funny. Okay, here it is. Hang on, guys. Here we go. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand? I turn the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap gay. Frogs freaking frogs. I'm going to say real close for you. Gay frogs. Alex Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I've never quite recovered from that time when he came out in a with green face paint and a tutu. Oh yes. So he'll never die, but at the same time, he's done horrible things for discourse in this country. What's oh, <laughs> a bad person? It's 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 weird as if you don't interact with him, he doesn't like do anything. Because I mean, when I. When I found him, when I saw him this one time, I just didn't talk to him, didn't look at him. I kind of wish I had. Uh, I need caffeine. Jesus. I remember.
remember my <laughs> history teacher in high school was a big InfoWars fan. Oh, no. So, no, but listen, it was so crazy because whenever we wanted to get out of work, we'll just say, hey, Mr. So- Mr. So- he had a very Russian last name, too. So we'll call him a Russian spy. So yeah. we're all like, hey, Mr. Russian spy, what about the Twin Towers, though? And then he goes Ooh. along this whole, his whole entire rant, the entire class about how it's not a level was an inside job oh my i had a teacher who said to our class um this was uh six years after 9-11 he's like i don't know about you but i wouldn't feel comfortable who who raise your hands who would feel comfortable getting on the plane with a muslim and i raised my hand because <laughs> like of course i did because that's that doesn't make any sense and he was like you really would and i was like yes there's just a muslim and he was like you really would and i was like yes he's like i wouldn't i wouldn't feel comfortable and then he told us the story about the time that he he stapled his hand to see what it felt like as a teacher he was a teacher he was a teacher and he and he said he was he was like i was sitting in this classroom i was just curious what it feel like if you stapled my own hand and i was just like wow you're teaching u.s history right now (laughs) oh and this russian spy one he had no, like, he had no fingerprints. I don't think he had fingerprints. <gasps> like, he had some, he said something happened that he lost his fingerprints, and he also has no feeling in, like, one of his index fingers. So, he'll show us, um, as an example, he'll smack his finger on the lectern to show us that he didn't have feeling in that finger. And it was like, oh you my could god. still break a bone. He, he was so hardcore. <laughs> it was so hardcore right wing. It was it was just very either amusing and also unnerving to be in that. I class. had a. All right, I, I don't mean to be that guy. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I don't mean to be that guy, but we have hit that timer. It is time for us to move on to do other things. Besides, right. I'm sure we could all use a pee break, and you need to get some caffeine. Uh, yes. So we're going to go rush off and uh, do Parents, other stuff. Send it in the chat. Break. Yeah, guys, keep will talking. do. Keep talking because we're going to put this on for the uh, the uncut patrons out there. So, oh wait, we're not taking a pee break. We're going to say thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week with more of this. And uh, sorry for the abrupt ending, but I had a FaceTime call. So I'll be back in a minute.